with Bob and Bax. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Blast with Bob and Bax. I'm Bob. And I'm Bax. And welcome to another week of the Spooktacular. Happy October. Happy Halloween. Happy candy eating. Happy spooky movie watching. Happy Halloween. In all seriousness, I hope your Halloween is whatever your ideal Halloween is. I hope that's what you are experiencing for this year's Halloween. Bax wants you to be watching horror movies, especially ones with Michael Myers and gorging yourself on candy. We want to see you gain three pounds. That would be my personal ideal Halloween. This is factual. Absolutely. So what's the best Halloween candy? Oh, uh, the best Halloween candy is probably Reese's peanut butter cups. Agreed. That's probably why we're such good friends. Twins. If I had Reese's peanut butter cups, the two pack, I would eat both in front of you. I wouldn't share. Yeah, that's fair. I just have to go to my own. If I had a four pack though, I'd slip you too. Thanks, man. So anyways, uh, so if you want to go and watch the movie, the monster squad, you should go watch it right now because I'm about to spoil the crap out of it. We're definitely going to do a deep dive into it. It's only an hour and some change. Um, I think an hour and 19 minutes is the runtime. And it is a really enjoyable film. So I agree with Bob. Should definitely hit pause on this. Take a chance to check it out. It's worth your time. This was a movie that I spent a lot of my childhood watching. So there's a ton of nostalgia. And I think everybody should watch this just because of everything that happens in the movie. If you like Nards, you'll like Monster Squad. I think if maybe like a fresher new reference, if you like stranger things, I think a lot of people like stranger things. I think if you like that, you'll like monster squad. So Bax, hit me with some of those sweet, sweet movie facts. I would love to Bob. So monster squad was released on August 14th in 1987. It was shot on a budget of $12 million. Unfortunately, and this was surprising to me, it only did like 3.8 million at the box office. It tanks. Yeah, and it's a bummer when you see stuff like that, especially like when it's movies that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's still a great film. It was directed by Fred Decker and Bob. I think you know a little bit about Fred. You know about Night of the Creeps, right? Which is another film that he did. Yeah. So Fred Decker, he did Night of the Creeps, which has like teenage zombies that have like brain parasites. He actually wrote the screenplay to RoboCop 3 and got involved with Tales from the Crypt. So he knows spookiness and it's kind of in his wheelhouse. Yeah, I think also Frank Miller was connected to RoboCop 3. So shout out Frank Miller and Sin City and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and Fred Decker and Shane Black um, both wrote the monster squad. And um, yeah, they also worked on the new predator that just dropped this year. So I thought that was really cool. when I saw that and know the like, they're still friends. They still have some kind of relationship. They're still working together this many years later. I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. So you might know Shane black from predator, uh, the last action hero, lethal weapon movies. And like the nice guys was written by him. Yeah. People really dug that, that flick. Did you know he actually directed Iron Man 3? I, I didn't know that, no. Man, movie knowledge dropped. Shane Black, you're our dude. Shane Black, you've had a super solid career. Absolutely. So, Bax, let me hit you with the synopsis of the Monster Squad. Man, let's dive into it. 
So Monster Squad is about a group of kids who discover that monsters exist and they're the only ones that can fight them. In the beginning of the film, you see that Van Helsing and his group of monster hunters actually fail in trapping Dracula in some sort of portal. We meet the kids at school and there are two of them getting a lecture on how monsters aren't real and how science is super cool. Outside, Horace, the fat kid, is getting bullied by some mean old bully and uh, he's actually saved by this kid named Rudy, and he makes that bully eat a chocolate bar that he, the bully had previously stepped on. And so because of that, Horace is like, this Rudy kid's my hero, and he asks him to join the Monster Squad. So Sean, the main character, gets a copy of Van Helsing's diary, which is in German, that his mom picked up at some rummage sale. So while this is going on, you see Dracula assembling a team of monsters to help bring about the end of the world. A man in a police station is killed after he screams that he's a werewolf. You see a mummy escape from a museum. A creature comes out of a swamp to help Dracula fish out Frankenstein's coffin. And Mr. Alucard actually calls Sean's house to try and buy the diary. Sean figures out that it's Dracula because Alucard is Dracula backwards. And he calls a meeting to tell the guys that Dracula is trying to get this book. So he convinces them to take a look at the book and get the scary German guy who's in town to translate it for him. They learn that the forces of good and evil are in flux every hundred years, and only and the amulet that keeps everything in balance can be destroyed for that one moment. So if the ceremony is completed, the evil guys, Dracula and his monsters, can destroy and throw off the balance of the world, or the good guys can actually open a portal to limbo and send all the evil there. The kids begin prepping to save the world, and they manage to befriend Frankenstein's monster, and he helps them find the amulet at Dracula's home. After escaping from the house, they kick the wolfman and the nards and burn Dracula with a piece of garlic pizza. The scary German guy actually saves them, and they have the showdown in the town plaza. As the showdown begins, you see the Brides of Dracula come, and they're getting staked by Rudy. The Wolfman's actually blown up by dynamite and gets reassembled. Horus actually kills the creature from the Black Lagoon with a shotgun. They manage to open the portal to Limbo, and Van Helsing actually comes back and, and brings Dracula through. And after the portal closes, the army actually shows up, and they introduce themselves as the Monster Squad. And then they kick out some awesome 80s closing credit music. So that's it. That's what happened to the Monster Squad. I mean, solid synopsis. And that's it in a nutshell, man. So Monster Squad backs. What do you think? What are your first impressions? It's interesting because, like you said, when you were younger, you watched this movie a couple, one, two times, right? I burnt out that VHS. You, you, you burnt that boy out. Shout out VHS tapes. Absolutely. Um, I had never seen it before. And I still enjoyed it thoroughly. One of the big things I think I took away from it is, especially in the month of October, I have been watching a lot of films from the horror genre. And even something that you enjoy, you can get burnt out on it for sure. So I like that Monster Squad has monsters, but it's like fun and lighthearted and playful. You know, I felt like it was like a good change of pace for me. Yeah. The fact that like you're when you're watching it, it feels like a kid's movie. Like there's not, there's not a ton of danger. Like there's spooky stuff that happens. There's a mummy hanging out in Eugene's closet, but nothing happens to Eugene. His dad isn't killed by this mummy. 
Yeah. And so it really rides that line of just like, what's going to happen next? And the mummy just disappears. Just something actually I don't like, but how did the mummy get there? Why is he there? And why doesn't he do anything to Eugene? Why doesn't he like, why is he there? I don't understand if it's just like, you know what? We need a scene with this mummy. We'll put the mummy in Eugene's closet. And they're like, good job. Yeah. Get him. Yeah. That got past some desks, multiple desks, multiple screening tests. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a couple uh-huh. moments in the movie that I'm just kind of like, why did they do that? But yeah. But other than that, I absolutely love this movie. This is hands down every Halloween. I'm watching this movie. what do you think of the, uh, so they have the like killer in that, like the movie that he's super interested in watching. Yeah. How did you, did you like that aspect of the, of the movie where the kids just super obsessed with Stephen King, ho- like horror movies that are slashers, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I loved it. And, um, he wears like a Stephen King t-shirt, right? Yeah. Stephen King rules. Yeah. Stephen King rules t-shirt stuff like that. Like the little details, you know, I appreciated that too. When they're bringing Rudy into the group and mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. to ask Rudy some questions about monsters. Cause if you're going to be in the monster squad, you gotta know about monsters. You gotta, you gotta know about monsters. It makes sense. And the question of how many ways you can kill a werewolf comes up. Silver bullet. Silver bullet. And then like later in the film, like Bob referenced, some dynamite explodes. Mm-hmm. And it appears for a moment that it's taking out the werewolf. But the werewolf, how would you explain that? Rematerializes. Re- reassembles itself. Re- reassembles. Yeah. So stuff like that. You know, that like they're staying true to monster canon. Yeah, those little details. I loved it. That this the werewolf in this movie might be my favorite werewolf in cinema. I just I love that transformation scene when he's inside of the phone booth and he's turning and they do that little thing where they block that they block the the shot for a moment to have him turn and and that just spit comes out of his mouth. Yeah. It's just it that as a kid, I remember going, ooh, like I just, I, and I still am just like, that's so cool. So, yeah. And like the actor that plays the werewolf, he's so reluctant about being a werewolf, right? Hates it. Yeah. And I, yeah, I like that dynamic. I think that actor delivered really well. Yeah. There, there's a lot of good acting in this movie. Dracula, fantastic. Frankenstein, a lot deeper than I expected a Frankenstein to be absolutely yeah he wouldn't talk to the kids at all oh outside like he and and i and there's a thing where the guy who played rudy is like i'm 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 cool i'm gonna go talk to this other actor and he sat there the whole movie trying to get this guy to engage and he just went method the entire time and refused to break character was frankenstein's monster all the time and i'm like this is awesome so yeah yeah. shout out shout out that guy Mm-hmm. Was it Tom Noonan? Do you think that's yeah, how you pronounce that? Absolutely. Yep. Tom Noonan, much respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's actually had a good career. Like he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Mm. He's a character actor. Like you, you'll now that you know this guy, you'll see him in other stuff. It's always fun when that happens. Like you start to recognize someone. So I think we can agree that we both like this movie. What yes. would have you? What would have you done differently? Considering how much I enjoyed the film, it's hard for me to think of things that I would change. I, you know, I can always use some more creature from the Black Lagoon just because the creature from the Black Lagoon is my favorite universal monster. Um, But outside of that, like on a more serious note, I did find the relationship between Van Helsing and Dracula 
kind of hard to follow. Did you have a hard time with that or did you feel like it was easy to track for you? For me, because I've seen this movie a ton, like the relationship between Van Helsing and Dracula is Van Helsing was there to a hundred years previously to open the portal to get Van- Dracula sucked in there. He botched it. He got sucked in on accident. And so Van- so Dracula is actually trying to do the other half of it, which is destroy the amulet and get evil to take control of the world. Okay. So like that's, that's kind of in that when they're sitting there eating pie, talking to scary German guy, that's what they're, that's what they're talking about is that relationship. So it's easy to get lost because they don't beat you over the head with it. And uh, it is kind of cool that Van Helsing shows up and gives them the thumbs up. Like I got him. Yeah. So, I mean, the beginning and the end of the movie, they do tie together using Van Helsing. Yeah. And if that's the only thing that I can think of that I would have changed, I think that just reinforces that it's a good movie. What do you think about the Cran note to bring the army there that Eugene writes? I like it as a plot device, just like the playfulness and like goofiness of the whole film. And then the army showing up at the end and how you noted like they intro themselves to the actual military as the monster squad. Yeah, they're like, who's in charge here? And Sean's like, I am, sir. We're the monster squad. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. And when they're the monster squad at the end, too, it's everybody, right? Like, like scary German dude, like the sister, like everybody. They're all in the squad now. Yeah, the thing that I'm, I caught this time that I've never caught before is scary German guy throws Van Helsing's diary up in the air and just yeah. it's just keep just chucking it up like it means nothing in a hundred years the same thing's gonna have to happen they're gonna have to read from that book so he just really just messed up people in 2087 like Man. yeah we'll be fine yeah yeah well, yeah we'd be all right yeah i'll be a robot by then man can can you think of anything that you would have done differently with the film yeah, I mean, so the things that I would have changed would be that I would have removed the storyline where his parents are getting a, like get in therapy, getting a divorce, that kind of stuff. Like, I think that that doesn't really need to be in the film. Like, I get it, but I mean, a lot of people have relationships troubles. It would have been more interesting to me to have the mom and dad completely anti, like, monsters don't exist like Mm. that would have been more interesting to me that dynamic between child and parent would have been cooler to explore than to actually have mom and dad having relationship problems like because he's like why are you guys fighting so um, i can totally see that yeah so a thing that i really liked that i loved about this movie is that the intro like the van helsing stuff where they've got like the super spooky music these guys he's in there just killing uh vampires with a crossbow skeletons are coming to life the ground's opening up like that is super cool to me like it just sets the film off wonderfully yeah so i really liked all of the practical effects that are in it i like the mummy like the mummy looked really great. Every everything in this movie looks great. Like all of the monsters look awesome. Absolutely. So Bax. So Bob. If you had to give this movie a grade, A to F, what are you giving it? I'm giving it a solid B plus. Why is that? 
I think for what this is, it's super well executed. Like it's a good example of a movie targeted at people who enjoy movies. So obviously like Fred and Shane enjoyed the universal monster films and enjoy the genre. Right. Mm -hmm. And just the fact that it uses the monsters, but it stays family friendly, you know, it's fun, um, charming, like even cute. So the fact that it has those traits, but there's monsters in the mix too. Solid B plus for me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if I had to give it a grade as well, I'd also do B plus. Cause I know that nostalgia makes me want to go. It's an A, but it's not an A movie. And I always have to tell myself that this is a, this isn't a classic. This is a Bob classic. This is something yeah. that I love and it's still, and it gets that B plus almost yeah. an A minus, but B plus for sure. A minus. Yeah. Um, so I think that, uh, the one last fact for you, Bax, is that the reason why this took so long to get released was because they used Universal Monsters that wasn't produ- like put out by Universal. Because oh. this wasn't a Universal picture, they got in trouble. I don't know if it's trouble, but they, they had a hard time re-releasing it on DVD because of the constraints that they used Universal Monsters. And I don't know if a copyright was infringed upon or what but because of the the characters they decided to use um they actually it took a really long time to get a dvd release so i i remember i was buying a vhs off ebay way back in the day when dvds were still around because i was like i need to see this movie this was before netflix this is before all this so i was like i just it's 2004 maybe i'm just like I have to buy this childhood film because my VCR ate my copy. So that's pretty bummed. I feel like that really solidifies your like movie guy status. When like back in the day you were like <laughs> just hitting eBay super hard looking for those VHS tapes. Ah, let me just go ahead and look for this copy of monster squad on VHS. So I put it in my VCR. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like cool. me trying to, it's like me trying to track down Sleepaway camp four, which isn't even a real movie. Yeah. That's another story for another day, though. Absolutely. So, all in all, I love this movie. I hope you listened to me and you went and watched it, and then you got to enjoy my uh, lovely synopsis so you could relive those moments of Wolfman getting kicked in the nards. Yeah. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime, by the way. As of today. Uh, Yeah, as of today. So if you have a Prime subscription, you can totally stream it on there. Shout out streaming services. Absolutely. So, um, Bax, I just want to let them know if you're looking for more podcasts and you like what we're doing, go over to gamezillamedia.com to check out what's over there. And they also have a Discord thread. Um, so Bob's there. I'm there. There's a lot of other nerdy people there. Any nerdy interest that you have, there's probably somebody in the Gamezilla Discord that has the same interest and would be down to talk to you about it. So, yeah, you can come through there, talk to us about movies, talk to people about games. And you can also catch us on Instagram. That's another way that you can interact with us. Mm-hmm. Movie Blast Podcast is us on the gram. If you leave us a comment, we're totally going to hit reply and engage with you that way. You want to come by, leave us a follow, see some pics, uh, stuff from movies, um, some cool shots. We'd love to interact with you there, too. Absolutely. And if you are on the Discord... Go ahead and tell us what your favorite spooky movie is. Happy Halloween.
Or, or be- better yet, who is your favorite universal monster? I would love to know who people's favorite universal monsters are. Yeah, both of those. Answer both. Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's a, that's a mighty push. I'm Wolfman, 100%. It's a good pick. If you, if you had to choose between, if you, you're, you're, you're either a werewolf or a vampire, what do you become? Vampire. You're going you're gonna to kill people? You're going to drink people's bloods? Yes. Fair enough. I, f- I feel like the werewolf thing is like you have to have that internal struggle with like yourself and your werewolf self, right? And like have to go through like the transformation thing. I feel like once you become a vampire, you would probably like come to terms with being a vampire, right? A- at least like that's how I'm coming to that conclusion myself. Yeah, I'd be the Brad Pitt vampire, just sad and crying that he's a that he's a vampire and is eating rats. And be like, I can't eat you. That's that'd be that'd be my gimmick. All sorts of vampires out there. And if you are a vampire and if you're looking for podcasts, go over to gamesofthemedia.com and check them out. And uh join the Discord so you can tell us how's it like being a vampire? What job do you have? Other stuff. Other stuff. We want to know. That's it. Cue the music, Bax. Well, that's a wrap. Well, see ya.